Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tas Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Stephanie Hadichuk. She's the founder and chief visionary officer for This One's for the Gals. So Stephanie, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much for letting me be here. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, usually I do background research. And one of the things that stood out regarding your background is you're very open about some of the ups and downs you've gone through. Absolutely. I really feel that being transparent and sharing where I came from is what is important to share with the next generation. I've had some very hard lessons learned. And so I'm just trying to take what I've learned over the years and share that, you know, with the future of women in industry and help them figure things out a little bit sooner rather than later. And what what were the key moments for you that stood out as your turning point or your entry into what you're doing now? So at the age of 38, I walked across the stage at the University of Southern Mississippi to accept my bachelor's degree. It had been 20 years since I had graduated high school. And, you know, that was a great accomplishment. I mean, I remember my kids, my husband, my parents in the stands cheering me on. And I just remember thinking it took me so long to figure out what I wanted to do as far as a career. And so that's kind of where the turning point was. I just kind of said to myself that, you know, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to explore careers, you know, when I was in high school and my parents talked a little bit about college, but to me, I was like, I'm going to go figure life out (laughs) on my own. And that's just not the best plan. I ended up getting married really young, having kids, and then getting divorced. I was a single mom with twin boys under a year old, no post-secondary education, no training, a very feeble resume. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I knew if I wanted to provide a great life for them, I needed a career, not just a job. And so I went and learned AutoCAD. I did a six-week drafting and design course. I found that Not only um, did I enjoy it and it was very interesting, but I was kind of good at it. And I took that certificate and walked into a job fair at Bechtel in Houston. And basically with that certificate in one hand and a willingness to learn in the other and just said, I'm here for something entry level. Do you have anything available? And they gave me that entry level position and it changed my life. Yeah. Walk me through this willingness to learn. How how were you able to learn? What resources or people were you tapping? So a friend of mine that I had gone to all of my school years with, he had suggested I do this AutoCAD course. And this was back in 2006 when oil and gas was booming and all of the big engineering companies were hiring, having job fairs every other weekend. And he encouraged me to go and learn AutoCAD. And then he also encouraged me to go and go to this job fair at Bechtel. And even after I got the job at Bechtel, I still faced my own sort of imposter syndrome. I really didn't feel like I belonged there. I was surrounded by people that had college degrees and years and years of experience. And I'm just like, I I don't feel like I belong here. And I struggled with that for a very long time. 
But I then had to just kind of get out of my own head and say, I can do this job. I can do it. I can learn anything. And just stop thinking of, you know, myself as not belonging there. I looked to other people with more um, experience as mentors. I took every training opportunity available that they offered. I wasn't afraid to take on tasks that nobody else wanted to do, whether, you know, it was filing thousands of pieces of paper or making copies or whatever that might be. You know, I just worked really hard to differentiate myself. And I feel that's what, you know, has helped me be so successful in my career. It's just, you know, I'm not afraid to get down in the trenches with everybody when it's time to just, you know, all hands on deck. And I've always kind of felt that I've had that sort of leadership quality to where I can lead a group of people or I can get down there, you know, with those same people and, you know, boots on the ground kind of work as well. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned differentiation. So it piqued my curiosity. How are you differentiating yourself? So I always say, and I even say, anytime I get to talk to girls, I always tell them, don't be afraid to do the work nobody else wants to do, right? Some of the tasks that nobody else wants to do, that's what's going to set you apart. That's what people are going to see and say, you know what, we can count on her. We, you know, she's not afraid to, you know, do the work that needs to be done to get the job done. And so that's kind of what I did. You know, I stayed late. I went in early. I, again, you know, did a lot of teaching myself things. I signed up for different kinds of classes that would help just my, you know, expand my knowledge. I went to people that had more experience and said, Hey, can I sit with you for a little while? Can, you know, can you teach me this? I don't understand that I think is what's really hard, especially for women, you know, in industry is don't be afraid to say you don't know the answer to something. That's the only way you're going to learn. And so not being afraid to just take a step and say, Hey, I don't understand this. Can you help me asking for help? And I think that's kind of what, you know, helped me learn so much really quickly is, you know, knowing who to go to, to ask the questions, being open to being taught, being coachable. I think that's just a quality that is so, you know, not talked about enough. Yeah. And I look at your background, you kind of, it looks like you've kind of gone in out of project engineering or project roles to sales roles. Walk me through your back and forth and your, what's your preference and walk me through what that is. Sure. So I spent almost 12 years with Bechtel in 2016. I got laid off. That was my second layoff. And that's hard too. That is very hard. You work so hard to get somewhere. And then when business is good, it's great. But when it's not so good, it's not so great. (laughs) And so there's always, you know, that chance that when there's not enough work coming in that, you know, there are layoffs. And so I was laid off in 2016 and I was so close. I hadn't finished my degree yet. I was going, you know, just back to college and raising a family, working full time. And I was like, this was the whole reason I was doing this. I almost quit. I was like, what am I getting my degree for? I lost this great job that I had. I didn't quit. I kept going. I did end up getting, you know, I I worked with companies like Chevron Phillips. I got into a sales role that, and I think there's a huge misconception misconception about sales because you know, yes, we're selling a product, but to me, it's it's the relationship building. It's the being somebody's trusted advisor. 
them coming to you and yeah, they, they're buying something from you, but you want to maintain that relationship and be someone that they can come to when they've got a problem and they know that you're going to help solve it. You know, I've been on the end user side, you know, companies like Chevron Phillips, I worked at Citgo, Steel Dynamics, Comores, and then now in my role with Samson, I'm a territory sales manager for a control valve manufacturer. And again, I feel like my background, all of my experience has kind of laid a great foundation for this role, not just through my work in the community, you know, with my nonprofit organization, I have a lot of great, strong relationships with our industry partners through that, but also building relationships through my day job. I always tell everybody, it's like I get to hang out with all of my friends all of the time because I go out and visit different companies every day and, you know, ask them, you know, are you having any problems? Is there anything we can help with? And just last week, I had one of my customers that was like, I need something really fast. You know, we need this valve really quickly and just sourcing that and figuring out ways to, you know, get it to them as quickly as possible. And, you know, and then having that success of, yes, they got it, it's installed and they're like, okay, thank you. You saved us. And, you know, so I enjoy what I do in my day job. I enjoy what I do in my spare time. (laughs) And they all kind of, you know, they kind of work together. That's great. Tell me about your nonprofit work. So this one's for the gals. Oh my goodness. It's so exciting. And it's something that I never in my wildest dreams would have thought I would do. I never considered myself an entrepreneur, businesswoman, nonprofit starter, anything by any means, but it just kind of happened. And I just kind of having to happen with it. And so just to tell you kind of how it started back in October, 2021, I had this small idea to get some girls from my local high school to a conference that's held in Galveston, Texas every year. And it's called Women in Industry. And it's an opportunity for women to go and learn about career pathways that they normally don't get exposure to. Everything from whether you want to learn a skilled trade to whether you want to pursue a two-year or four-year degree pathway You get to hear from women that are out in different kinds of roles. You get to explore different career pathways with different companies. It's just a really great opportunity. And so I attended back in 2017, and I remembered there being school buses outside, and they had bussed in local high school girls to attend this conference. And I just remember thinking that's the best idea ever. I wish I would have had that when I was, you know, going through high school. But yeah, I just started thinking about it. I approached my manager. I was working for Steel Dynamics at the time. I approached my sales manager and said, hey, there's this conference. I really think it'd be great if we could help support our local school and get some of their girls to it. They could learn about different careers that you know we also have here in our area. And he liked the idea. He said, oh, that, that sounds like a great idea. Why don't you go talk to the school and kind of see what they think? So I went to the school, introduced myself, shared a little bit about my background, the conference, what the girls would learn at it, and just kind of said, you know, we'd love to help sponsor and, you know, provide funding for y'all to get to this conference. And so they were really excited. They said, oh, we would love to collaborate. We'll provide bus transportation. We'll take our girls the night before and stay in the hotel. And so that response from the school was really exciting. And so we started working together. And the idea in my head was we would get 10 or 12 girls with a chaperone, load them in our company van and drive them to Galveston for the day. And as I started going along, my kids go to another school right down the road. And I was like, I really would love this opportunity for, you know, our school district. So (laughs) my husband works (laughs) for ExxonMobil and I just kind of nudged him and said, hey, who can I contact at Exxon that might be able to help with the sponsorship? 
So he gave me a contact and I reached out and just said, hey, this is what Steel Dynamics is doing for our local high school. Would you be interested in sponsoring yours? That response was amazing. They said, oh, we love this initiative. We'd love to help. And then I kept going. I said, there's another school down the road. There's another industry partner down the road. And what started out as me thinking I could get 10 or 12 girls to that conference, I got over 200 girls to that conference the very first time. Wow. It was amazing. Nine different schools supported by our local industry partners. I mean, I it, again, turned into something I never thought that it would. And so Galveston, it's about a four-hour drive for us. So a lot of the schools went the night before, stayed in the hotel, took their girls out to a nice dinner, had them dress up. It was just a great overall experience for them. The night before the conference, the girls were hanging out at the pool and in the lobby at the hotel, just having a great time. And I was down there just kind of talking to all the teachers and the counselors that had come in. And one of the counselors came up to me and said, thanking me for helping get the initiative started and She's like, Stephanie, you may not realize this, but the majority of our girls, they've probably never stayed in a hotel room before. They've probably never been out of their hometown. I like to say that's the night this one's for the gals was truly born (laughs) because it was no longer about a conference or a field trip or anything like that. It's about creating awareness and opportunity. It's about getting our girls to want more out of life to be in places like, you know, Galveston and say, I want to come back here one day. I want to bring my family. I want to travel. You know, what kind of job can I get that's going to afford me those opportunities? And so that is where it really just kind of took off. And I said, you know what, I've got to come back. We've got to do this here locally. You know, we had a conference here locally back in March. It was amazing. And then I decided I'm going to start this nonprofit. And I'm going to focus on our school-aged girls. I'm going to help them with career exploration. I'm going to connect industry to their local school districts, aka their future workforce, and just kind of make that connection and help girls just start learning about these careers. I mean, we're talking high-paying careers that can change lives, that can change the generation, right? That's what we're talking about. And so that is where that passion comes from. That's why I'm so excited about it. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's great. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> that's great. Where do you see us going? Oh, goodness. You know, that's a great question. And at the beginning of all of this, as I was getting, you know, the schools together and I knew if I got one school, there was another one right down the road and there's another one. And I'm like, gosh, this meet is so great. And I got a little overwhelmed. I was like, I want to take everybody. I want to reach everybody. I want everybody to have this information. And one of my mentors, she said, Stephanie, just start where you're at and this is going to grow. And I'm like, you know, that's the best advice I could have ever gotten because it's no longer about, you know, how many girls can I reach personally? It's for other people to see what we're doing and say, how can I do that for the girls in my community? That's what the goal is. And that is happening already. And that's what's really exciting. I have women from all over, you know, coming to me and saying, I love what you're doing. I want to do that here. What can we do? And as you know, I'm just like, I love that. And I'm like, that's what I wanted to happen. I wanted other people just to, you know, get an idea of what we're doing and say, I need to do that here too. Our girls need that here too. So as we're growing, you know, we have, and I had initially wanted to focus on high school girls, but when you think about it, my daughter, she just got into high school. She's a ninth grader. 
sixth, seventh, eighth grade, they're already getting talked to about their pathway and what are you going to align with and all these things. And I'm like, if we're not in there in the middle and junior high schools exploring careers, they've got no clue what to, you know, what to pick. And so I'm like, how do we reach, you know, the younger girls? How do we get all the way into the elementary schools and really get girls to start thinking about these careers and seeing themselves in these roles as early as possible? So we have a children's book series that we're starting for our elementary initiative. We do workshops for our middle and junior high school girls, introduce them to different skills. We did a little free library build, introduced them to power tools and paintbrushes. We did an electrical workshop and introduced them to the electrical trade and they built these little mini working lamps. I mean, and we do our conferences for our high school girls. You know, the sky is truly the limit when it comes to this one's for the gals. And I think that's what's so exciting about it. I want to just continue to work through this organization and reach as many girls as I can spreading this message. All it is, is information. That's all it is. It's information that they don't get to hear. And I like to say this one's for the gals talks to girls about careers. Not very many people talk to girls about. Yeah. So this is awesome. You mentioned some things already, but I just want to give you an opportunity. What sort of things are helpful for you to keep this moving and growing? So exposure. Exposure is helpful. Sharing. We have a great website. And part of that website, it's called Women in Industry Gals. And here's where I feature the stories of women that are out there doing amazing things in industry that is a place for girls to go read these stories and get a little bit of an inspiration to just think outside the box when it comes to their career. And it's got women, everything from left high school, went straight to work to women that pursued a four-year MBA that are in public affairs. I mean, just all different kinds of roles that they have access to. So exposure is the biggest thing that helps us in just sharing this information with, you know, the young women in your community, but also sharing your story. Women, I love sharing the stories of women that are out there doing these amazing things. Girls need to hear from you. I say girls can't be what they can't see, right? So we need the women in industry to come in and just share your story. Go into your local high school and just talk about what you do. Share how you got there, the good, the bad, the struggle. I mean, we know it's no cakewalk. We know that it's not easy. And I always say that, you know, it's it's not. It's not, I'm not saying that this is easy, that it's easy to step out of your comfort zone, that it's easy to go in and, you know, start a career that you have no clue, have never ever thought was for you, but it's possible, right? And so Girls need to see the women that are out there that are doing these things. That's what can help us. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story. And I appreciate what you do. Thank you so much, Chats, for having me. It was just, I mean, it's my favorite thing to talk about. And I say that all the time. It is literally my favorite thing to talk about. It's so exciting. And its I feel like it's just going to change the next generation of female leaders' lives if we just are able to get in there talk to them, empower them, and show them the way. Thank you for listening to the Specify Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.